and thank you for joining us for this episode of the SIFMA podcast. I'm Ken Benson, President and CEO of SIFMA and your host. After two boom years for capital markets coming out of COVID, last, last year we saw a complete reversal with some capital markets businesses down around 90%. Today we're going to dig into equity and related market performance and find out what a difference a year makes. Uh, we'll also discuss what's in store for 2023. I'm pleased to be joined by my colleague, Katie Colchin, Managing Director and Head of Research at SIFMA and author of the SIFMA Insights. Uh, Katie just published her annual Market Structure Compendium. This comprehensive uh, report recaps last year's market metrics for volatility, stock market performance, equity volumes, off-exchange trading levels, ETF volumes, multi-listed option volumes, and capital formation trends. It also highlights key themes seen last year across each of these segments. The report concludes with a survey of SIFMA's equity markets and listed options trading committees, as well as representatives of U.S. equity and multi-listed options exchanges. In this section, survey respondents were asked uh, about where they saw 2023 market metrics heading, as well as their views on retail investor participation. Uh, the report really does uh, contain a treasure trove of data, and I, I strongly recommend it uh, to everyone to look at, uh, which can be found on SIFMA's website. So with that, uh, thank you for joining us, Katie. Thank you for having me, Ken. Great. So as you state in the report, new and secondary uh, equity market issuance, uh, uh, as well as, frankly, uh, uh, fixed income issuance, really backed up last year uh, after, the, after you know, really strong years in 20 and 21 markets really began transitioning. What, what can you tell us about that? That's right, Ken. The move away from 0% interest rates was well underway as the Fed continued and continues in 2023 to raise the Fed funds rate. This in turn caused a revaluation of financial assets. And with the end game uncertain, market participants were asking what should be the intrinsic value of many assets. As such, the S&P 500 dropped 20% last year. So. So, so what does 2023 hold for the markets? You know, many economists and market participants expect the U.S. to enter a recession this year, albeit a mild one, and the debate continues as to whether or not this is appropriately baked into markets. Yes, market participants are certainly trying to figure out what the new normal will be. Traders and investors remain nervous about how to navigate markets over the next few months or where to put their money to work. So with that, let's let's dive right into the insights and and uh, that you uncovered in this report. Let's start with market performance. What what trends did you see in the stock markets last year? So we've been writing this phrase a lot lately: inflation, rates, recession. Sprinkle on top of that the Russia-Ukraine war creating oil price shocks and China's zero COVID policy continuing to wreak havoc on supply chains. Albeit we saw the reversal in uh, late. December last year, so hopefully we'll see some change this year on that. Mixing all of this together, you had all four major stock indices closing down for the year. In fact, the S&P 500 posted its worst year since 2008, minus 20% from start to end of year. The interest rate reset really hit markets last year, which is shown uh, significantly in the NASDAQ. This index is more heavily weighted to technology stocks whose valuations are more severely impacted by rising interest rates. As such, the NASDAQ declined 34% from start to end of year. And technology was the worst performing sector in the S&P 500, down 25.7% from start to end of year. 
There was so much red last year that energy was the only positive performing sector for the year at plus 59%. And what did you note about volatility as measured by the VIX? So in this section, we did not see negative numbers here. And of course, in the case of volatility, a negative would have been considered a positive. So the VIX averaged 25.63 for the year, which was plus 30.4% 30 year over year. While down from the COVID era peak of 29.25 on average, it remained elevated to historical levels, ranking as the sixth highest year for the VIX since 1990. Last year was behind only the global financial crisis, peak COVID, and the dot-com bubble burst years. So looking across the last two years, the average VIX increased in 2022 after 2021 saw a decline from the market turmoil the prior year. So while 2022 experienced a lower peak than the prior year, it also saw a higher trough. So these differentials tell the story. 2022's peak was 2% lower, but the trough or the volatility floor was almost 11% higher. So the new normal for the VIX appears to be creeping up as shown in these numbers. 2022 also experienced many more daily spikes than the prior year, i.e. remaining higher for longer. 130 days with a daily VIX greater than 25, roughly the average for the year, represents 51.8% of the year at higher levels. So we're asking, could a VIX in the mid-20s be the new normal? So, so, so if you're suggesting there's a new normal in the VIX, what about, uh, what about market participants searching for a new normal in equity markets? What are the trends that you saw there last year? In equities, the average daily volume, or ADV, in 2022 was 11.9 billion shares, which was plus 4.1% year over year. The pattern for equity ADV in the COVID era is now plus 55.4% year over year in 2020, and then plus 4.4 in 2021, and then plus 4.1 in 22. So we have seen increases in average daily volumes every year since COVID struck, albeit at slowing paces. It appears equity ADV could continue to climb, if not at least remain at these elevated levels. Interestingly, while the growth rate for the annual averages were in line for the last two years, over 4%, the other markers have come down. Both the 2022 peak and trough were lower than the prior year. The ADV pattern is remaining more solidly in the 10 to 11 billion shares traded range, i.e. sticking around the mean. Looking at the patterns of daily spikes in equity ADV, 2022 experienced many more daily spikes than the prior year. In general, it remains higher for longer. 221 days with a daily volume greater than 10 billion shares represents 88% of the year at these higher levels. This was on top of the 2021 trend with 63.1 of the days trading over 10 billion shares. So the question here is, could equity ADV in the 11 to 12 billion shares range, or at least steadfastly greater than the 10 billion shares, be the new normal? That's really quite something. Um, you know, before we move on to the survey, and we already touched on this in a complete reversal in capital formation in the intro, you know, I think this is something you also to dig into. And if I if, if I recall correctly, you know, we saw, uh, you know, we, we saw uh, the number of, of publicly listed companies really plummet from the early 2000s uh, and, and stay on a downward trajectory until I want to say 2019. And 2019, 2020, 21, we kind of hit the nadir and started to see for the first time in, you know, two decades, 
uh, roughly uh, a, a, an increase in the number of publicly listed companies, uh, still far below, far below that peak in, 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 in the early 2000s. Um, what's happened since then? The number of listed companies is actually the one happy note in the capital formation section of the report. So the number of listed companies last year, despite the decline in issuance, still remained above the 6,000 level. This is a hurdle we've struggled to get back to, as you noted, since the early 2000s. In 2022, the number of listed companies was 6,240, which actually was a slight increase year over year at plus 0.4%. However, we do not have happy news in the issuance categories. So in last year's report, we spoke too soon about the direction of the IPO cycle. 2022 was a rough year for IPOs. To highlight, or should we say low light, how the 2022 deal value of 8.5 billion compared to average historical levels across the decades, 2022 was minus 83% to the full time series average of 50.1 billion and minus 92.9% to the COVID era average of 119.5 billion. I'll tell you, Ken, in this report, I've never written minus 90% so many times in my career. So looking forward, the IPO pipeline, which are deals announced but not yet closed, the total in 2022 was 3.3 billion. So if we estimate it, the best case scenario, summing up all the deals announced but not closed since 2019, there is roughly 6 billion sitting in the pipeline, at least on paper. So that's not really gonna boost your numbers up to historical levels. Also, after seeing an explosion of SPACs during the COVID era, the 2020 to 2021 deal value averaged 123 billion in this era, 53.3 times the historical average and 10.7 times the three years prior to COVID average. Last year, the SPAC party came to a stop deal value dropped to 13.1 billion, which is minus 91.9% year over year. We estimate that there were around 20 billion in SPACs announced in 2021 that never closed in 2022. So, you know, again, uh, uh, after, after a really strong uh, 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 new issue market in the IPO market, and, and then as you mentioned that, you know, separately the SPAC, uh, the SPAC volumes, uh, 2023 is going to be a, a question mark in terms of what sort of resurgence we're going to see, uh, uh, certainly in the IPO market uh, and you know, SPAC markets. Obviously, there are other regulatory issues around that that could continue its uh, flat line. Um, let's you know, maybe shift to a forward-looking view. Can you walk us through uh, the results of our market structure survey, uh, our outlook for 2023 of sorts? Sure. So as we stated earlier in this report, what a difference a year makes. The majority of survey respondents expect markets to decline somewhat further as we move through 2023, with 51.2% of responses, whereas last year respondents were mixed between expanding at a slower pace and declining somewhat. So not surprisingly, the top risks to this year uh, for both the upside and the downside were inflation, monetary policy, and geopolitical events. While inflation and monetary policy were listed last year, the positioning, i.e. the ranking, shifted across these two surveys. And geopolitical is a new entrant to the top three this year. Survey respondents' expectations for both the VIX and equity ADV have increased since the last survey, with few people expecting a return to historical levels for either. 
The VIX is expected to be in the 20 to 25 range with 53.7% of responses. And equity ADV is expected to be in the 10 to 15 billion shares range with 63.4% of responses. That kind of ties in line with the numbers we were seeing um, in the earlier sections where we're saying these new normals appear to be sticking. Finally, we asked survey respondents about retail investor participation. In equities, there was no change in responses versus last year. The estimate remains in the 20 to 30% range with 61.5% of respondents. Going forward, expectations are for this to decrease somewhat with 50.0% of respondents. In multi-listed options, respondents' estimates for participation dropped about 10 percentage points as projected in last year's survey. The estimate is now in the 20 to 30% range with 48.6% of respondents. Going forward, expectations are to remain about the same with 35.9% of respondents. Last year, respondents replied this level would drop going forward, and it appears they were right. So Katie, I, I wanna thank you very much for uh, being with uh, me today to discuss the highlights in, in the report. Um, and I strongly encourage our listeners to uh, go to our website to view the report. Uh, you can see the entire report at www.sifma.org forward slash insights. And there you'll see a number of other insights reports as well as our monthly uh, uh, equity market and options statistics. And again, Katie, thank you very much for being with us and thank all of our listeners for being with us as well. Thank you, Ken.